Welcome to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode three of O's Corner. I am your host, Onyi, and I'm so grateful to be here sharing this time and space with you. Today's episode is number three of four Cornerstone episodes that support the foundation and framework for this podcast. Every third Friday of the month will be a community spotlight where I have a guest on to speak about work they are cultivating for the community, either solo, though really is it ever solo, or as part of an organization. For this episode as a cornerstone, I'd like to speak to the idea and energy of community in and of itself. As such, I will be solo, although you know what? I within myself am a community, and we'll talk more about what that means in a bit. And first, let's take our moment to ground, get centered, be in gratitude, remember our peace, and acknowledge all of those beings that support us, that surround us, that we commune with all the time, our community all the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the ancestors. Thank you for the lives you lived, the choices you made, everything you did for us to be here for you to just live your lives as they were to you. Thank you for being who you were, no matter what that looked like, because it gives us a reflection for us to see who we are and the preferences that we have. As we heal ourselves, we heal you, and we create a pathway of healing, of wholeness for our future generations. Thank you so much. I acknowledge the directions I honor the directions. I acknowledge the elements and elementals. I honor the elements and elementals. I acknowledge the beings in the plant, mineral, and animal kingdoms. Thank you for the communities that you are because you reflect to us what community looks like. Thank you to everything on earth, this community called earth. Thank you to everything outside of earth. Thank you for everything the community of life, of existence. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful to be part of this community for this co-creation, this coexistence, this co-reflection. Ashe. So, what is community? You know, I find it to be a word that gets thrown out a lot And on the one hand, there's a simple definition that allows for the natural existence and this placement of community in all of our lives. And at the same time, how we have constructed our world, really our worlds, because there are multiple worlds happening simultaneously, has led to an interesting experience of many people not really knowing what community is or how to create it or really how to be part of one. So when looking up this word in the dictionary, some of the definitions that I found really had a common theme. And actually, it's the word common. So we look at a unified body of individuals as community, individuals sharing a common interest or common interests, individuals sharing common characteristics, living together in a common area, individuals that share a common history. So this idea of the commonality of things creating a natural community. And when we look at the etymology as well, and I won't give a detailed breakdown, but 
some of the information from etymology speaks to a number of people associated together by the fact of residence in the same locality. So again, a common locality. So when we're looking at the modern and old French influences or the Latin influences, again, there is that focus on commonness of multiple people, of everybody sharing something specific. It also spoke to fellowship, friendly intercourse, courtesy, affability, and again, the general public, something that is shared by all or many. So again, looking at this idea that when you share specific things with individuals, no matter how many individuals that is, that then creates a community. So a concept that I want to bring into the space is one that comes from the Yoruba people of West Africa. And it is spoken a lot about within Ifa, the indigenous, traditional, philosophical, divinatory, spiritual, religious system that comes from this group of people. And that word or that concept is Egbe. And what Egbe means is a group or a club on a very simplistic level, group or club. Now we have Egbe Orun, and Orun means heaven or the realm of the ancestors. So your spiritual club in heaven. And we also have Egbe Aye, and Aye is earth. So your club on earth. And the idea is that the two exist. They are corresponding often. And as you work on your Egbe Aye or gather with your Egbe Aye, you're also supporting your Egbe Orum and vice versa. And I'm still learning a lot about these concepts. I have barely scratched the surface of this tradition, but I'm so grateful for the opportunity to practice it because it is my birthright and it is part of my own lineage. And the idea within this system, Ifa, which is an extension of the culture of the Yoruba people, is that human beings were meant to gather in groups. The idea of being alone doesn't really translate in that culture. I mean, yes, we are alone in terms of us having our solitary existence. We came into this world alone, in a sense, but we came into the world into a community. You know, that saying that many people like to call upon, it takes a village to raise a child. And I'm not sure exactly which specific African peoples that phrase came from. If it's not a phrase that can be attributed to many in whatever languages and however they craft that specific phrase. But that is so true in that we don't have a situation where one person imagines that they can just make it alone in whatever they're doing. You require community. You require assistance. And it's so funny to look at the idea that we have adopted here in the U.S., in the West, whatever that means, the West. It's so funny. I always put that in quotes whenever I write it or do air quotes or just have quotes in my mind when I look at designating any specific location as a specific direction. Like everywhere is West of somewhere. Everywhere is East of somewhere. Everywhere is North or South of somewhere. So it's just funny to me. The the identifications that we've created for ourselves, and then what that lends itself to. But that's besides the point. Anyways, 
the idea that we here in the U.S. have or that is built into the fabric of our foundation that you need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. First of all, uh, you have help all the time, no matter what. Yes, there may be some things that you do more so without the help of others than other things. However, when you really sit down to look at it, even those things, you can see that there has been some sort of assistance by someone else. Like there's just, I don't know, this idea that we are alone is a really fascinating one. When we look at the fact that we have assistance across all realms, not just from physical humans, but from all other beings. So I think for me, it's really a matter of shifting our perspective about this idea of aloneness and really honoring aloneness when it's truly there and it's truly something that we are sitting in and to give recognition and to honor the fact that in many other spaces and places and other situations, we are not alone and we absolutely have help and support. So definitely taking a look at that and seeing what can be shifted when it comes to our perspective. But going back to Egg Bay, so the idea is that we have a group or our club and same thing. It's based on individuals that have common characteristics. And so the extent to which there are many Egg Bay is quite fascinating because anything that you can think of that would be a distinguishing fact between a person or a group of peoples would make them an Egg Bay. So for example, let's take myself. I am a female person. So I belong to the Egg Bay female persons. I am, quote, a Black person, or, quote, an African-American, or, quote, a person of African descent, whatever terminology we want to use. And race is an interesting thing, so that's another topic we can get on at a different time. But because we, in our modern humanity, have created this idea of race, it's like, okay, there is an Egg Bay for each, quote, race. I am an individual that shaves my head. I'm a female person that shaves my head, which is for some people not that common, although it's becoming more common. So I can say that I'm part of an egg bay of women with shaved heads. I am an artist, so I'm part of the artist egg bay. I'm a singer, so I'm part of the singer egg bay. I'm a person that does healing work, so I'm part of that egg bay. I'm a person that lives in California, so I'm part of that egg bay. So you get the idea. Basically, any specific characteristic that I share with other people is what can create that egg bay, what can create that community, what can create that group. And the way that I look at it is that, you know, on the one hand, I think we as human beings, we get so caught up on the things that make us different and we use that in negative ways. And the flip side of that is how can we use that in positive ways? You know, when you look at the concept of Egg Bay, when you look at community, to me, we're looking at a group of people that share common characteristics that when they come together and they can focus on that characteristic that they share in common, that's a specific vibration. That's a specific energy that they are coming together collectively to enhance, to fortify, to really bolster that then can send a reflection or provide a reflection, I should say, 
to the rest of the larger community of humanity as to what that thing looks like, as to what that thing can create, as to what that thing can cultivate. And because we as human beings contain everything, that's that's a whole other topic we can get on in another day. We as human beings contain everything. So if we contain everything, we can look at these communities that possess specific qualities to a larger degree or in a more potent or more visible way. And that can serve as a reminder within all of us of that aspect within us that we can tap into and utilize in whatever ways that we need to for a positive benefit. So to me, the work of a community, of any community, is to reflect to the larger community outside of that what it looks like to do good work or to have integrity through that specific characteristic. It's actually a very, very deep and powerful concept to really sit down and consider rather than looking at communities and wondering why they chose to seemingly isolate themselves, but it's not even really an isolation unless they actually do isolate themselves, which we see that often. We see individuals in communities isolate themselves from the general public to the degree that they don't interact with everyone else. And, you know, again, I think that we can delve more into that as well. But when you have a community that really takes the time to harness the energy that they have with the purpose of serving the greater community through that common characteristic, then I think that's such a beautiful thing. And as we do that in our individual communities, and we continue to have this ping pong effect of reflecting to everyone what everyone is, that just helps us as a community of humanity to know who and what we are on such a deep level. And we truly start to remember that we are one. It's so interesting. It's such a paradox. Life is really a paradox. I'm really sitting with that paradoxical understanding of life these days. By having and strengthening our individual communities, we help humanity know itself more and recognize that we are all one. So sit and think about what your community is, what your egg bay is. If you're one of those individuals that have felt like you didn't have community, you didn't know what community was, based on everything you've just heard, I'd encourage you to rethink that, to rethink that. I'm connected to a community called Koteri Society, and it's one that was created to have a space where thought leaders, business owners, and so forth unite to collaborate and share resources and necessary understandings to operate their business, to do their work. And there's a series that has been cultivated by Koteri Society called Consider the Unknown. And over the course of this past year, we had different panel discussions with a group of us that identify as healers, as teachers, as facilitators, as so forth. And one of the panel events that we had was specifically on community. And I'll include a link to the video from that discussion because it was really beautiful. We really dug into the idea of community, what it looks like to cultivate community, what it looks like to do work through and within our communities. So I really encourage you to take a listen to that discussion because I think it'll 
inspire you to, again, really consider the idea of community and to open up anything about community that maybe has been closed for you for whatever reason. And sometimes that can include pain, trauma, and hurt, because as much good work as we can do in community, sometimes within certain communities or in light of the action of specific individuals within community, there can be some violation. And we really have to acknowledge that. And we really have to own that. And when I think about traditional indigenous communities across the globe and the idea of what a community looked like, there were responsibilities. Each person within a community played their role. And whenever something happened within the community that lacked integrity, there was some sort of system in place to hold those individuals accountable. There was some sort of society that looked at situations that occurred within the community to determine what the course of action or reparations needed to be so that the community was in balance. Because when you do something to negate one member of a community, you're negating the entire community. You are negating the entire community. And there needs to be some sort of reconciliation, a reckoning, a repairing of that. And I see that that's something that has been to a degree lost in our modern society, or it's just kind of, I don't know, we've created a whole other beast when it comes to that system. And again, we can delve a little bit more into that on future episodes, but take a listen to that recording and see how it inspires you. And really sit with the questions, what is community to you? How have you cultivated community? How do you show up in your communities? What do you imagine are your responsibilities to your communities? What do you imagine are your community's responsibilities to you? In what ways do you need to heal when it comes to community? For me, I've been doing a lot of healing work, specifically in this realm over the last year. As I've had experiences with some communities that for me were painful, where I didn't feel supported, where I felt I gave support, but I didn't necessarily know that that was reciprocated in the ways that were clear to me. And I know there's some healing that I am still doing when it comes to that as far as shifting my perspective to see how they did support me, but perhaps I didn't see it that way. So it's a constant refining, a constant shifting of perspectives. And that's the healing process that we all get to do. And when we're able to heal in communities, that's such a beautiful thing. And I definitely honor all the communities that I'm currently part of, that I will continue to be part of, that really support me, that really see me. And I invite you to do the same. Really sit with who and what your communities are and how they have supported you in ways that you don't even consider, in ways that you never saw as support, but they were supporting you. And also consider, have you asked for help from your communities? Oftentimes we imagine that individuals are not there for us. They don't show up for us. And on the one hand, that may or may not be true. 
in some instances, if you have joined a community and are recognizing that they're not in alignment with you, then that's one thing. But if you're part of a community that is supportive and you haven't extended yourself to them to let them know what you need, that's something that you got to work through. Folks can't read our minds. We have the responsibility of speaking up, of asking for help. So stepping into your courage to do that, to me, is key. And also, within communities, I think it's really important for all individuals to really be mindful of everyone that's in the community. You know, having processes in place to reach out to people, to do check-ins, to just really observe the energy of everyone so that if we're noticing something within a specific member of the community, we reach out. Hey, what's going on? We notice you haven't come to these events. We notice that you're sitting by yourself over there. We notice whatever it is that we're noticing that's letting us know that something may be off. It's a two-way street. To me, within any type of community, the individuals themselves have a responsibility to say what there is, to request assistance. And the community as a whole has a responsibility to really be mindful of each individual to the degree that they can. Again, it's a co-creation. It is a coexistence, a co-reflection. Something that's been quite fascinating for me to observe over the last couple of years or so is the increase in the usage of the word tribe. I've seen that word thrown out there so much. And I find it, again, really fascinating. And as a person that comes from tribal people more immediately, I specifically know the tribes that I am part of, the Yoruba people, the Igbo people. And my understanding of tribe looks a specific way. Because for me, tribe is attached to common language, common culture, specific foods, specific ways of thinking, of seeing existence. And yes, there's variation amongst individuals. And even within tribes, you have distinct segments that kind of see things in a specific way that may or may not be aligned completely with the entire tribe. But still, there is that overarching set of characteristics that binds them all together. And I see that the usage of that word tribe speaks to that desire within so many people to connect to a community, to have that sense of belonging. And I think it's a really beautiful thing on the one hand. And on the other hand, I really encourage people to consider truly what a tribe is. Because it's one thing to say you have a group of friends. It's another thing to say you have a tribe, in my perspective. Tribe means so much more. You ain't got to be friends with everybody in your tribe. But you're still a tribe. Within the tribe, there are responsibilities. There are roles. There are certain things that you all collectively agree to. Obviously, there can be give or take in terms of everyone's perspective, but there is a general set of ideals, a general set of beliefs that you ascribe to that make you a part of this tribe. There are systems in place 
when things occur within the tribe that go against the tribe. And again, it's not a friendship base. I think we all like to we all like to fuse together a lot of different ideas into one thing. And sometimes that works. And sometimes we we got to be mindful because sometimes as a friend, you might do something that you wouldn't do as a member of a tribe. So really consider that. Within your tribe, what are the requirements for being part of the tribe? You know, if individuals within the tribe do things that are not in alignment with the tribe, how is that handled? Is there a body within the tribe that looks at these specific types of situations? During a human design reading that I had, someone was speaking to an aspect of me that deals with tribe. And the person mentioned that tribe deals with survival, with money or finances, with abundance, with sex, with all sorts of things. So when I hear the word tribe being used in sometimes a superficial sense, I wonder if people are taking this into consideration. You know, call things what they are and don't call things what they're not. Because to be part of a tribe truly means a whole lot more than casual friends, than people that like a certain thing or people that enjoy a specific activity together. And then outside of that, they go on their separate ways. Oftentimes, a tribe is bound by blood. A tribe is bound by DNA. So if we're looking at that framework, not that tribes can't be created unless you are tied by genetics or blood, but using that same energy, like what are the things that bind you to the tribe? To where to where you can't just be kicked out whimsically or invited whimsically, ensuring that the individuals that are part of that tribe or anyone who wants to be part of that tribe are willing to make the necessary sacrifices or willing to take on the necessary responsibility in order to truly allow the tribe to function. Again, tribe, egg community, all these different terms that we use that are speaking to similar things and depending on the nature of the word, depending on where the word comes from and the belief systems, those mean specific things. And the overarching idea that it speaks to, again, it's human beings gathering. And to me, it's human beings gathering to do specific work that serves as a reflection to the larger body of humanity as to who we are, what is possible, what we're capable of. So again, these third Fridays of the month are an opportunity to showcase communities, showcase individuals that are doing community work. I have a submission form available for any of you out there to let me know about any work that you are doing for the community or your communities, or that others are doing that you want to highlight, that you are really inspired by. And that'll be on my website, www.oni.love. And I'll also have a link available 
in the notes for this episode. But do let me know of those individuals. I mean, I certainly have a lot of individuals that I'm aware of, so I will have no shortage of individuals to highlight. But I don't know everyone. I don't know all the things that are happening out there. So the more that I see, the more opportunities that I have to to give people props, to acknowledge people. Acknowledgement is so key. Acknowledgement is so key. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me on this third episode of O's Corner. I'm so grateful to be part of this community, this community of podcasts, of podcast hosts. It's a wonderful community to be part of, and I look forward to growing and learning and developing as a member of this community. Oh, yes, and something that I had mentioned earlier about me being a community in and of myself Consider your own body, your own being, like literally your physical body. Your body is a community. Your body is a set of many communities. Think about all the organs, all the cells, all the systems, all the processes, the different body parts. You absolutely are a walking community a walking consolidation of communities. Sit with that idea. All the bones in your body are a community. All your muscles are a community. All the hair on all parts of your body are a community. It's fascinating when you really look at that. All the communities of your bodies and the specific work that they are doing to allow you to function when you use your body as a reference point, that microcosm, then it gives you a whole different perspective about the macrocosm, the communities outside of our individual bodies. When we start introducing other people, multiple groups of people. And then again, as we go further out and further out, we see that we're all part of a community. And the more we sit in that reflection, the more we sit in that place and that understanding, I think that will shift so much for us as humanity. Community, community, community. Thanking my community of ancestors, thanking the community of the directions, thanking the community of the elements and elementals, thanking the communities of the plant, mineral, and animal kingdoms. Thanking the community that is everything on Earth, the community that is everything outside of Earth, the overarching community that is life and existence. Again, I'm so, so grateful to be part of this community, this community of life with all of you. I am your host, Oni, and I thank you so much for joining me on this episode of O's Corner. You've been listening to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Want to know more about Onyi? Log on to Onyi.love. That's O-N-Y-I dot love. Thanks for listening.